0: On today's inaugural episode, <laughs> I'm here with Sam Sherman, founder and owner of Amber Candles. Sam, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Thanks, Regan. Sam, I think a question people have is, candles, why? How'd you get into that?
1: Um, yeah, so uh, Amber Candles kind of came as a thing a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, the idea came from I was cutting uh, bottles to use as drinking glasses, yeah. and eventually I had a good enough collection for enough drinking glasses that uh, still had like the hobby of cutting glass. Thought it was pretty cool and, and fun, and so I tried to come up with different ways that I could use the containers. And candles seemed like a like a feasible option. I was also in, the reason it kind of evolved was I had some interest in and just starting something and developing a, a simple enough product that people would value so combining the two ideas was where it all started started by cutting glass yeah yeah
0: we're just so would you call this an upcycle of just any type of glass bottle you slice it yeah and
1: yeah yeah definitely an upcycle because um it's not broken down into pieces and remelted or or gone through any manufacturing process other than just being, it's cut and sanded, and so in that form it's like an upcycle. It's then just used in its original form, and then combined with other ingredients to make the actual candle. So, uh, for me, it's like a cool way to be environmentally conscious, have a little bit of understanding about glass and how it can be recycled, and and looking for ways that it can be used other than just a single purpose kind of item, and it's proved to be and even the candles after they're done being burned they can be cleaned and, and reused as well for another cycle of uh, life cycle for a can, uh, candle
0: that's an interesting thought because we live in a world of waste yeah. and this seems like one more way to mitigate it lessen it and keep things uh yeah out of the yeah dump. I mean it's
1: simple enough and it's it's cool to have like bring awareness to it a little bit when I just talk about it with other people. Uh, it is like a, it's like the reason behind everything. It's kind of the niche. It's it's definitely a differentiator uh, as opposed to other candles. Um, takes more of a manual labor for it that way, uh, but that handcraft touch adds a lot more value to it. I think um, more personalized. It definitely is a one of a kind product. Uh, because every glass bottle is different, it's cut different. Um, and then given our fragrance, fragrances and and kind of the wood and cotton wicks we use, are also uh, done with environmentally conscious uh, purposes. I like that,
0: and I think a lot of listeners will like that as well. Backing up to business, do you have a background in business, or where did this interest of starting a company from scratch come from?
1: Uh, yeah, so I did, uh, I did study business uh, at BYU. I uh, really liked it. I was a good understanding uh, for business and a lot of different functions, especially finances, what I majored in. Um, but I was always really interested in starting something myself, just having that experience of what does it take, how do I do it, um, and, ex- and particularly online. Like, how would I develop a product, sell it online, and how does that look on the back end, and how do I fulfill on orders, and how do I market orders, and um, how can I gain more customers? And for me, it was purely started out as educational. Uh, Candles was a good way to combine a hobby and an interest into something that was relevant enough to uh, sell. And... So the, the product itself was was a kind of a result of the interest of starting something. Mm. Um, so and it was it's been very educational. So uh, such as like forming an, an LLC, setting up uh, entity, um, setting up bank accounts, building a website, um, kind of a lot of the marketing tactics behind, it, especially on social media. Um, what how do we manage a budget and Just going forward, it's like there's so many things that Uh, I don't think I would have picked up just in academics.
0: So how does it start? So are you Googling? Does this start with a Google search? Hey, how how do you start a candle company? Or is this Uh, maybe a buddy of yours or somebody else had started something?
1: No, not necessarily. I didn't Google how to start a candle company. (laughs) But I definitely, um, like the interest was there. Hey, I want to start something. I want to learn about this. And candles was like a simple product that I thought I could try. It had low costs, um, but had potential margins to it. So I thought, how could I create a product that was of value to people, while at the same time learning about business more myself? And that kind of started out. Okay, well, I need to buy some supplies. I can buy them myself, which I ended up doing because I didn't have like I didn't have any funding or anything like that. Uh, so I ended up buying them myself and as I needed more supplies and I figured hey I need to set this up as a as a bank account because when I get paid and when I buy I wanted to keep it separate from my personal Mm -hmm. bank accounts and purchases and especially as more and more sales were happening and so there then I'd like to say hey I need to start up a bank account but a bank account requires uh, for a business checking account an EIN, an employee identification number. Mm-hmm. So I, I needed to set up some kind of entity, uh, and so I learned about those. I learned about what a single proprietorship is, what a partnership is, what an LLC is, what corporations are, and LLC just worked best for the current stage. It was simple enough to set up. Went through like the uh, just the official Utah state website and just went through the process of applying and and getting a, a tax number and, and going from there. But then that let, allowed me to set up a bank account. And that was another process of, okay, well, which bank account do I set it up with? Mm-hmm. And how can I find the best ones? I want no, I want low fees. <laughs> I want it to be accessible. I don't need ATMs. I just need a, a checking account that I can deposit funds into and withdraw and have it separate from my personal one. So found a great bank account uh, that was filled that need. And from there, like being able to have that, which leads to, okay, well, how do I run the accounting system? Right. Like how do I track my purchases and, and, uh, expenses and, and sales and where does that money go? So then just tracking that regularly became pretty important. So I could understand, Hey, if, am I making any money off this? Or right. is it just a waste of time? So I just tracked that in an Excel document, but there's so many um kind of accounting software for that they all charge and i'm just not at a stage yet where i need to right outsource that to a different software other than just managing have it you in Excel.
0: outsourced anything else are you using virtual assistants do you have like a business partner that comes in or do
1: you have uh for at this stage are, accounting uh,
0: well for the accounting pro uh order fulfillment stuff like that, um. You're just wearing all these different hats, trying to balance it all.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so the the our other partner is, is uh, Tanner Holly. And how long has he been part of the the team? Uh, Tanner joined in May earlier this year. Wow. So, so for
0: it seems like from the beginning until May of 2020, you were running this show by
1: yourself. Uh, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, it was I was also working full time and mm-hmm. had some other things going on. This wasn't my entire focus at the time yeah which i think is important because i always thought before like hey if i'm going to start something i have to give up everything else i'm doing to be completely all in all focused on this and i don't think that's necessarily the case i think you can start out and just give it a go and and learn as you go and then eventually transition over if it becomes successful that's actually
0: an interesting point because some people philosophize or are under the impression that when you start an endeavor you've got to burn the ships the proverbial ships to then not have a path of retreating so that way it's your sole <laughs> focus and you how are you able
1: to balance and transition into this uh, yeah space? I mean I think it comes down to kind of like your motivation for yeah. me it wasn't uh financial it wasn't necessarily. Hey, I need to quit and give up ed- other aspects of my life. It was more so, like I said, educational. I wanted to learn about it so then I could take it and uh apply it better in, in other aspects of, like my job at yep. the time and and now I'm doing my graduate program like applying that. So that was my motivation at the time. So giving that those up to focus on this was contrary to my initial motivation. So defeats
0: the purpose.
1: Yeah, I was defeating the purpose, but at the, but now, like looking at it, it's like okay, yeah, I could see why people would want to go all in because it reco- that demands immediate commitment. Yeah, and extreme focus and kind of a you know you got to make it or you're gonna or you're not gonna make it kind of thing. Yeah, you're not making money, you're
0: not being successful,
1: you don't eat. In yeah, some cases, it, but maybe- yeah, it's all reliant on your your efforts and. So, I, I, I understand the mindset, but that's not something I was going into with the I'm 100% going to do this and it's going to be the only thing I can think about.
0: Now, when you're going in, are you looking at competition, who your competitors are? Are you worried about them? Or is this something where you're like, because of my mission of just trying to teach myself what it takes to start a company, because of my personal goals and the extent with which I'm going to pursue this one? I'm just gonna keep the blinders up and focus on just my task at hand. Or is it one of those things? You got to make sure you're not messing with other companies
1: that could come <laughs> and push you out of business. Uh, yeah, it goes both ways. I think um, at like at the start, I wasn't very worried about it. I was. It was more so to learn and uh, gain some potential customers. Um, definitely having a differentiator, a niche within the because candles are extremely competitive, right? There's thousands of candle companies. Everyone sells them. Yeah, there's thousands of candle companies. You can find anything online, but, mm-hmm. you know. So for me, it was more so, okay, like combining the environmental friendly um, aspect was kind of my differentiator when with competitors. Um, kind of talking about the different types of wax and how it's more of an eco-friendly for humans as well. Uh, clean fragrances. Uh, recycled wicks and things like that. So for me I knew I had something that was different and then I could like speak to uh so which gave a lot of insight to competitors. Yeah. about me like about my what was different about what I was doing versus competitors and why when people would ask about it I could tell them why I was doing it and why it was a better product.
0: So what type of response do you get from customers? What I do think, they say about it?
1: Yeah, I, I think everybody is on board with being more environmentally friendly, right? That's always a good thing that connects with people, some more than others. But still, that's something everybody feels like is a positive aspect, right? Especially in a business. And second, I think that just given the nature of using the recycled glass, that is a really cool uh, product for a lot of people, something that's different they haven't seen before, very unique. Um, but to other people, sometimes it's more just, hey, I want a candle. I want something that just adds some ambience to my, my room or my house. And that's all I'm concerned about. I don't necessarily worry about what it's made out of or, or the uniqueness or the personalization to it. So
0: I like that. Tell me about Amber. What is that, a girlfriend? Or, where does it, <laughs> or tell me, where, where does
1: Amber come from? So, uh, I wish, but Amber is from uh, just the color of the glass. Just that, that brown kind of look that in a lot of on a lot of glass bottles. Yeah, yeah, I can um, picture it. It just was a way to connect the gla- the recycled glass to the candle in a unique name. It also was kind of a strategic name. I wanted something that started with an A to be at the top of any kind of alphabetical list that I'd ever be a part of. Mm-hmm. And something that was simple to say, um, five letters, you know, it's pretty easy. Um, so it's easy to spell if any if you ever need to say it over a phone or
0: to pronounce it in several languages without changing it. Yeah, anything. so this is
1: more of a strategic thing and it it connected well. Uh, and it's grown on me. I think it's I like it a lot. I think uh, kind of the logo has shaped around that a little bit, which it probably couldn't have with other other names. Well, it seems like
0: you're funding most of this by yourself. Maybe after a couple successful candle sales, you have a little bit more. How yeah. are you getting? logos made to put yourself out there like uh.
1: yeah no. so our the logo actually was a very generous um, kind of project was from somebody else i was working with and that's uh, your full-time job yeah yeah so there's a lot of good connections there and i was feeding her some ideas because she was doing our logos for the company i was at and i gave her something asking if she could digitize it that i a drawing i had done and she did she she came up with Uh it but also, in her spare time, she would say, like, hey, I also came up with this if you like this better. So she had come up with it on her own, separate from what I had initially thought would be the logo.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was way better. <laughs> and so. Well, there's something to that where you just kind
0: of put an idea out there and let somebody's imagination run with it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: She was extremely talented and really lucky for that. It kind of helped.
0: Now, if somebody wants to buy a candle, how do they buy a candle from
1: you guys? For me? Um, So the first, we have our website. It's ambercandles.co. Ambercandles.co. Yeah. The website, um, we sell a lot of different kind of markets here. And we do some marketing on on Instagram, but that just feeds us to our our website. Yeah. So mostly e-commerce. I mean, that was the idea, right? It's just I want to learn about, the e-commerce side of it and yeah granted we could be doing better by getting into more boutiques and other stores um that just we just haven't gotten quite to that or negotiated some kind of with with store owners but website just opens up immediate possibilities right if you have a website you have a storefront and anybody can do that well tell you, anyone what about the kids sitting in his uh,
0: dorm room right now, hating college, <laughs> wanting to start a company. How does it get like that? Start an online business.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's. I would figure out what you would want to sell. What would be of value to other people, and uh, from there, just setting up a website is not too difficult. I mean, everything has become so online focused, especially mm-hmm. this year, that um, there are there are so many ways to like kind of connect that way and find ways to build a website or or start something from really slow. I mean, start something on Instagram and then kind of build it up from there and say, hey, I would use a website. And uh, there's a lot of different platforms that use that, um, that you could easily build a, a website or just for informational purposes, or you can add some more features and have, you know, purchasing abilities on the website, things like that. So I think as you grow and what your purpose is, it's, it's all there. And I mean, there's not a lot of upfront capital that needs to be required. It's just I'm going to try it, you know, and I'm going to start small and, and start feeding it attention and effort and see where it can go from there. And I think that's just the start for anybody. Just take a step into the
0: unknown, into the darkness, and then solve the next problem. Don't get too far ahead of yourself. Yeah,
1: I mean, and I wouldn't even say it's, like, necessarily darkness. You could find out, hey, like, this is something I would like. I'm sure other people would like this product or this service. Um, How can I connect the two? How can I provide that? And whether it's online or a store or, or some other method to connect with customers, I think that um, just like just learning about it and then being able to just give it some time, give it some intense focus and some sincere effort. And I think that's where people kind of sometimes stop. It's like, hey, I have this idea. Mm-hmm. It'd be really cool if this happened, or really cool if somebody did this, or if this was a, a product that was available. But that's the that's like the immediate stop, right? Nobody ever goes back home and writes out on a piece of paper like what it actually would look like or how they would do or just like generate some more ideas around it um and so that's where i think that really is the transition that requires no money all you got to do is just say hey like this is interesting to me i'd like to learn a little bit more from it about it and there's unlimited resources to go from there yeah and then that will lead to a next thing be like okay well to start i would need this or need to talk to this person and i think that's just Small effort, you know.
0: What about the skeptics out there that are like, "Well, Samuel, he's he's a business major. He's he's he full time school that teaches you how to do this stuff. I could never do what Sam did." What do you say to people like that? No,
1: I I think anybody can do it. I think it's just like what I was saying. It just requires that initial effort, right? Yeah. If if you open up like the website or online. Uh, you can the internet you can find anything you want it just is that initial effort you can learn anything you want online it just is like hey do i want to learn about it am i going to am i willing to sacrifice some time to to learn about it invest in some education um, give some time to it that i would otherwise be doing leisurely things Um, and then just kind of generating ideas around it and saying what what step would lead to the next and what do i need to do to start or um how would i what would make this more valuable how would i make it whatever product i'm trying to come yeah. up with um you know so a lot of things that i wouldn't be familiar with i would say like if for example i make the candles ourselves so you're
0: just making these where you, you got like
1: a facility no, for this you no you i am just it? making these and just like there's like kind of a little production thing we have going on, but yeah, we're just it's like where we live. We just make them at where we yeah. live. Yeah. So um, from there, it's just like it's basically like since I make them, I know how to do it. But if there's a product or a service that somebody else needs to make due to a lack of professional skills or uh, or you know, there's people you can reach out to that. Such as students, people who are studying this, yeah. who are learning about it, talk to them, see what kind of opportunities they're looking for. And possibly they can connect with you and say, hey, yes, this is something I have the skills for, you have the ideas for, and let's and the vision for, like, what would you have to do next? Let's go to the drawing board, figure out kind of some next steps. You rush
0: by that, but it seems like that could be a theme of what's going on is let me pursue a vision how do you get a vision like that where does that come from is this a thought you have does somebody inspire it or does it kind of present itself with time
1: um yeah i think both like for me the vision was simply to learn i just had like the interest in it and said hey like you know give it a couple months you know just see what kind of education you can gain from it Um, because people will invest thousands of dollars in their academic education you know why not in a practical education Mm -hmm. or applicable uh, manner like immediately and so given that mindset um for me it was okay that was the vision but the vision is kind of switched now to become hey this is a great product how can we disperse it to more people and how can we get it to those who want it and make it better and that's kind of what it comes down to is uh, how can I make a, something of value to other people and make it better and better uh, for people to want it more? And does it solve yeah. a need? Does it solve a want? In our case, it solves the need by, you know, generating a nice aesthetic um, and uh, and ambience, but also with the focus on kind of environmental um, kind of materials and things like that. It's just a,
0: a responsive... Uh, you know,
1: responsible approach to the environment yeah. and to manufacturing. Yeah, I definitely think that adds to the vision. Yeah. And the customer's vision, because I think the customers have the same kind of idea of how they'd like to see the company go and, like, and kind of focus on and spend time on in order to fulfill their needs.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. What has been an unexpected challenge you guys have faced in Amber?
1: Um, Just uh, many diff- different obstacles, such as, You know, as much as I think our product is amazing and I think it's like the best candle and I really think that's the only candle I'd buy just because it fits what I would want and need. Um, But some of the obstacles is conveying that to other people. Some people don't have Mm. the same um, passion for it. Some people don't have the same interest in aspects of the company or the product that I do. And kind of conveying and connecting on certain points that they would find appealing that they may not, that originally they don't. Yeah. I think connecting with customers sometimes can be uh, something I didn't always see. I thought always, hey, like I have a cool product. Everybody's gonna want it. Yeah. Um, why want not they? And if anything, it, it has like so many benefits to the environment. And if it feels a, a need to contribute to society in a meaningful way and it's something local for a lot of people right um kind of the generating support off that um but that's not always the case you know people are um work hard for their their money and spend it how they deem valuable
0: yeah yeah what are you most proud of? what's your proudest accomplishment with regards to amber
1: Something that you look um,
0: back and you're like, I did that.
1: Um, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I think it's a awesome product. I mean, if nobody else wants it, I think it's something I use. I love the, the wood wick kind of ambience. I love that it's made out of the recycled pallets and it's a one of a kind thing. I love just kind of the, it's not very, it's supposed to be like a decorative piece. It doesn't have any metallic or glitz to it. It's all just. It's very like natural it's very raw and i think it's an awesome product so for me it's like hey like i've learned how to really create something that's that i enjoy that i really like so there's a craftsman aspect to it that just over time and generates some talent around that um and then from a more business standpoint it's just uh delivering like a cool product to customers is always just like a great feeling to say hey someone was willing to buy that mm. and Knowing that how much I think they're amazing and like hoping that somebody else feels the same way, and they're willing to buy it and use it and uh, kind of share with other people about it, I think that's really fulfilling, really cool. Have you had any fun encounters with customers? Uh, yeah. Every time I think there's there's always good stories, you know, about customers from an online perspective. Sometimes there's a disconnect of of communication, or just because there's not a lot of personal interaction but i think in-person interactions there's always fun um were you getting stories. these in yeah where are you getting these in person are these uh yeah just different markets like a, like Utah. a farmer's market or yeah. an artisan market uh-huh.
0: and people just come up to you to get like repeat customers like yeah
1: you know? yeah definitely
0: perhaps probably some of the most enthusiastic ones yeah i love that sam on a personal let's get to know you a little bit where, <laughs> where'd you grow up um i grew up in arizona
1: arizona yeah do you have a fun family nickname that people call you back home? Um, yeah, my dad calls me Jacob, which is my middle name. He calls me that. He calls all my brothers by their middle names a lot of times. So maybe I should start going by Jacob. But I like that; it's biblical. But um, no, it's I, yeah, it's a funny name, and um, so most rewatchable movie. In your opinion, uh, for me, my favorite movie is The Count of Monte Cristo. Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, it's. I think it has everything. Who's that? Jim Caviezel. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and Guy Pearce. I think it's. I just think it has everything. You've seen it. <laughs> We've
0: watched it again. That is a good movie. That is a
1: good movie. Yeah, I think it's a great movie. It just has like all the action. It has a little bit Very of romance. Quotable. I really like historical fiction movies. Yes. Like movies that are generated around a historical time period, have interesting facts and and aspects of the time and. It adds to the the thrill of the movie. Favorite book, or one that you'd recommend to people. Um, favorite book, I'd say is probably that's not a business book or a political book. Oh, <laughs> well, it could be either. Um, of those. Let me see. I really liked um, like Shoe Dog by Oh yeah, by Phil one. Knight. That's a classic, like kind of entrepreneur book. But it's a great book about how somebody started something from kind of selling out of his car to multi-billion dollar business but well Sam thanks so much for coming on the show brother it's great getting to know you and
0: we're looking forward to catching up in an additional episode to yeah I'd love to remember candle thanks, thanks yeah, brother. It's
1: been great to be on the show man